I'm Izzy Rock, host of Tells from the Hard Side podcast. And you're listening to the Bad Parenting Podcast. Go rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Warning, the following auditory experience may contain themes of an adult nature. The opinions expressed are those of the podcasters and not of their respective employers, parents, and or legal guardians. Content may not be appropriate for children, small animals, work, and your mom. Enjoy the show. Diabetes. Fucking pussy babies need to toughen the fuck up. Of course that was tough. Oh my fucking god, I shit myself. Was I supposed to be so tough? This could be a while. Cafe smash. Bad parenting podcast, we're all up in your mom. I always swore I'd never beat my children. I'm drinking some milk, bitches. We had gum and cheese. No, I know why nothing ever gets done in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, awesome. If only you could see the glare. Hey, I'm Justin. No, that doesn't work either. <laughs> oh my god, the smell. I hope you're ready for a clusterfuck of epic proportions. Love your children while keeping your sanity. This is the Bad Parenting Podcast. Ah, uh, yes. Welcome to episode 70 of Bad Parenting Podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Jody, And we have a special in-studio guest. Sarah, how are you doing? Well, thanks. How are you guys? Not too bad. She's got a voice for radio. She does. Way better than mine. <laughs> yeah, because you can just have a face for radio. <laughs> As one of our old mutual Ow. high school friends said, I have that 976 number voice. Yep. Yeah, you mm-hmm. do. You mm-hmm. do. Sorry, it had to be said because it was hanging there, but Ouch. I don't mean it. No, it wasn't hanging there. It was. No. It was. Slingering. <laughs> yeah. Baby wipe style. Yeah. <laughs> wet farts. I, I told her the wet fart story with Trent earlier. <laughs> she, she loved it. It was, yeah, it was one of those same things. Oh, boy. Buddy. But just his his casual, like, so for wet farts then. Like, of course that's what that's for. <laughs> what else would it be for? Yeah, baby wipes in the truck in case you shit yourself while you're driving. Yay. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, kid. Well, to a three-year-old that occasionally shits himself. himself. (laughs) It's a perfect solution. (laughs) Yep. So how was your week, babe? Great. Yay. Sarah, how about you? How was your week? Interesting. See, I like that. Because it could mean anything. It could. We know you got stung by a bee. Yes, that sucked. Yeah. A lot. (laughs) I. It's been a very long time since I've been stung by an insect and i am very thankful for that but now that i have said that i'm going to be stung tomorrow <laughs> yeah one of those wasps that we killed today their buddy's going to come back to get you we have a wasp problem here like hardcore mm. last summer was even worse but well the summer's yeah, only getting true. started it hasn't really it's true yeah so it's it could true. get a lot worse it could get a lot worse so we'll see you could have the wasps that were up at mossy rock like giant fuckers like yeah my kids called them Satan's little helper. They were like maybe two inches long. Damn. And then their stinger was another at ah. least three quarters of an inch. And there was one flying around the camp spot and it kept trying to land on my kids. So as we're playing ladder golf, they're taking the clipboard we're scoring on and trying to hit it out of the air and throwing <laughs> the clipboard at it. And then you see all three of them do like the biggest playground stomp you've ever seen killing this thing. <laughs> they threw it in the trash and... Claim that it disappeared when two more showed up 
Oh yeah, because they, they release that that pheromone where when they die, right. and they like <laughs> it's a call to arms. Yeah, it's Satan's little helper. <laughs> My kids are screaming as they're running like crazy. Then all of a sudden, their 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 brother and their jacked up cousin arrives. Like I'm gonna fuck your world up. <laughs> you killed Juan. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Nico Montoya. Yeah. You killed my, my father. father prepared, prepared to die. die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, we don't really have a topic for this evening. It's more or less just gonna be kind of a um, open flow, free flowed conversation. Um, what was it you had suggested a little bit earlier about talking about the bullshit of high school or something? Or <laughs> more like more like high school graduation? Because mm. I just mm. sat through two fracking hours. Yes, let's um, let's actually. I want you to dive into that a little bit. Let's do this. Bring it. Okay. You're still raw. So it's a high school graduation of a person whose na- last name starts in the middle of the alphabet. <laughs> you can imagine about how long it took for my toes to go numb on the high school bleachers. Mm-hmm. Now, when I graduated high school, we went down to, um, it was at Memorial Coliseum. Oh, classy. We had our schnitz. Yeah, see? Cl- a classy joint, right? Like, mm-hmm. classier. Yes. Hold on. I'm pretty sure I heard him. I did. You it's did. your turn. Oh, boy. And we're back. Where was I? You were talking about being in the middle of okay, the alphabet yep. with a graduation. and So, graduation starts at 7.30. Apparently, they lock the doors at 7.30. Oh. So, my mom texts me like, just so you know, they're locking the doors at 7.30, so make sure you're on time. And I'm like, I'm doing the best I can. I got there in plenty of time. Yeah. I also lied to get into the better parking spots. What would you say? <laughs> well, I knew there was a chance that I'd be taking mom to the next place. Yeah. So I told them I needed to park in the handicap area, knowing full well that they had an overabundance of handicap parking. Okay. This is not be- like, this is not like I took one of the five spaces. This I took one of the, you know, 200 spaces and there were still 80 <laughs> left. Um, And like I said, like, I feel bad saying this now, but it's because I knew that I'd probably be taking mom home. Mm-hmm. The overflow parking is like a 10 minute walk. Oh, wow. So. I kind of lied my way into the handicapped parking area. <laughs> um, anyway, so I did that. Judge me, if you will. Um, so I get in there. There was a police presence like I have never seen at a graduation before in my life. There were like ten Hillsborough mm-hmm. cops. Well, your brother-in-law was at the uh, Scappoos local high school yeah. graduation. Only they had them out in the middle of the parking lot, and yeah. so he was standing out in this blistering heat in full dress mm-hmm. uniform today. Yeah, he when I went to pick up the kids because they went, you know, mm-hmm. to your sister's house, and he comes in there's like, oh, oh, and just just he just glistening. I mean, he was just you could see the sweat through his. I mean, it, through the layers, he had like two, you know, and oh, you can see all. I'm like, oh, it was bad. So these guys had a cush because it was much inside air conditioning. They also had a private security firm doing security. Nice. That were kind of dicks too. Mm. Like, like in a way that only a cop security can guards can yeah. be. Um, like just that power trip thing that they have. Mm-hmm. That, Small penis syndrome. Yes, that's it. Only some of them were women. And very that, small that penis can, in that case. Yes. <laughs> Just penis envy in, in general. In that case, they not only have small penis syndrome, but then at the same time, they're competing with men mm-hmm. who they imagine. Exactly. 
yeah. are going to marginalize them. So. Yes. So really weird. Like, and we're not talking they were just there as like show officers. Mm-hmm. Like they were like the cops were like radioing to each other and using hand signals across the gymnasium and like tracking people and like like at one point the lady does the like she does the eye point like the i'm i'm looking at those people and you need to watch those people like from across the gym and i'm like are we like is there a convict like is there like i'm thinking like there's a bomb threat or like there wasn't i'm sure but it just was very weird that's strange i wonder what kind of graduation necessitates that kind level. of force yeah. and that level of security and protection. Yeah. And my my grandma's sitting there going, it's just because it's Hillsborough. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, is this your racist grandma? No, uh, not that one. Oh, okay, gotcha. The realtor grandma. Okay, I was going to say that would make sense if it was the racist. Oh, well, no, that makes sense too. The real- <laughs> <laughs> Being that, you know, if she's from, you know, the, the mean streets of Lake O. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I was telling you guys that the... Our graduations were all at nicer places. Yeah. yeah. Theirs is at a, high, a different high school. Not even their high school, which is plenty big enough. Well, that, that was the strange thing to me. It's like, if you're going to have it at a high school, why my, not just have it at your own? My other brother's was at the same place. But still, it's... It, it, it's a new high It's yeah. a new high school. Like, it's, like, fancy yeah. as far as high school goes. But it still doesn't make sense to me to have your graduation at a different high school. Uh, if you're going to have it at a high school, at least have it at your own. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt, right? Um, so really weird event. So they start right at seven thirty. They get going with all the stuff and the things and the whatnots. But it's like speech after speech after speech after speech after speech. And you're like, okay, it's like eight fifteen and we haven't got to the reading of the two hundred plus names yet. Like <laughs> and here I am. I am not a small woman. I am not in the best, you know, physical, like, posture health. And I'm sitting on a high school wooden bleacher. Like, just, like, my shoulders are caving in. My lower back is starting to give. Like, I'm just sitting there like, everything is numb. (laughs) (laughs) This sucks. (laughs) And then I I can't help but think of my uh, grandma in front of me. Oh, the one with MS? Is that MS she has, or...? Yeah. Oh no, we're talking realtor grandma. Yeah, okay, realtor grandma, who's actually probably in better health than I am, um, and she's—you she, can tell she's losing it because she's perfect posture manners type person, and she's starting to slouch and like her legs went from being politely crossed at the ankle to being like like just barely supporting her weight. So um, that was interesting. They had a commencement speech from the valedictorian, mm-hmm. and then they had another commencement speech. From the other valedictorian in Spanish. And there's nothing more awkward than sitting there listening to somebody speak a completely different language, knowing a couple of the words. Because I do know. Mm -hmm. Poquito. Just a tiny bit. Um, And I'm like, oh, he said grandma. (laughs) (laughs) Abuelita. I know that from Dora the Explorer. (laughs) And um, so, this. Swiper, no swiping. (laughs) What I think is funny, though. I've been at high schools where that was perfectly merited. Like mm-hmm. there was a good portion of the population who only spoke Spanish. But I have to say in this, in that particular area at this time, I'd only, I'd say maybe 15% of the people there were predominantly Spanish speakers. Mm-hmm. So to me, it seems like that's kind of odd to yeah. have a, a full length speech in Spanish. I'm 
culturally minded. I get it. I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it when there's not the the. I don't know. Maybe I'm just horrible. But get off my lawn. It seemed kind of. It seemed kind of like. I would understand this in certain places of and uh, times. In my graduating class, it would have fit in just fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, these things are. I, I get it. You're 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 commencing or commencing. Uh, my the mouthy brainy things not working here. You're you're celebrating a historic or mon- monumental point in this person's life or this you know this particular growth. But in the grand scheme of things, high school is just wonk wonk, right? But it doesn't need to be that drawn out. It doesn't need to be. And, and you you were talking about having somebody with their middle name be, be an H, right? So they're in the middle of the alphabet. Last name, but yeah. Or sorry, that's what, yeah, messy middle name. Yeah. Uh, I meant last name, middle of the alphabet is what I was trying to say there. <laughs> but for me, like when I was at my own graduation, having the last name with an A and having to sit through every, I'm like, fuck, I already, wa- can I just go? Like, can I, 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 they have pizza at my house. I'm hungry. <laughs> can we just go? Tea. Yeah. right here so um but it's just it's, it's always so long and, dry. and then you get these people that like they're just like genuinely like oh my god I'm graduating high school this is awesome and like the, the, it's, it's exciting it's no, just, it is, i don't i it, it is but what i'm saying is like it's i don't it's exciting but don't treat it like it's the ultimate best thing that's ever going to happen in their life and it can't get any better from here because so, when you when you get the people that are like that, then you get those guys that are like, you know still wear, wearing much, the Letterman jacket, like, much yeah. like the guy at the ten year reunion yeah. we went to Letterman jacket, showing his varsity stuff. Like in high school, I was a badass football player. It's like, dude, it's been ten fucking years. <laughs> yeah, but he's still fitting. Yeah. Look. <laughs> so um, so it brings me to another weird point, mm-hmm. and I had a lot of time to just sit there and think <laughs> during this whole thing going on, um. At this high school, and it was the same when I did my graduation, the boys wear black robes and the girls wear the burgundy crimson color. Well, it, it fits perfectly <laughs> since the mascot of the school is the crimson tide. I know. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. We're not even joking. And the mascot for the school is the crimson tide. So the fact that they got a bunch of girls, yep. Now if they could just get them to sync their schedules so that the graduation day was when they were all fucking PM at around the period. <laughs> well, I think it's Perfect. funny because crimson is like a really bright red, right? Mm-hmm. But the actual school color is like a dark burgundy red. Yeah, it's like it's like so I don't wine get it. red. It's yeah. I don't get it. Anyway, um, it started to bother me for a second that we have to sep- like segregate, yeah, separate them out. And here's why they do it is so that the men can escort the females when during the processional. It's boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl. And it looks better if they're wearing contrasting colors. And I'm like, what if a guy wants to escort a guy? What if it just so happens that like to make that line up with the names because there's so many more boys than Mm -hmm. girls or whatever. Like normally they'd read in alphabetical order, right? Mm -hmm. Like. The girls were way up here and the boys were way down here. So you were like reading the Z's for the boys and you're still on S's for the girls. Wow. And it just didn't make any sense to me all of a sudden why they would separate them out. Except to make it not awkward when they have to walk together down the processional it by twos. I'm like, well, why do they have to walk by? T-? Like, all this is going in my head. Why do they have to walk by twos? Why can't they just walk? 
why why do they have to do any of this stupid shit? <laughs> What's this whole pomp and circumstance and ceremony? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's a it's a it's a great thing. It's it's good to be proud of the of the person for achieving that. But at the same time, I think like you know, just just condense it a little bit. Just 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 shorten it up. Like, hey, look, you know, we all know what this is about. Good on you. <laughs> Flip the thing over. Yay, we graduated. We're done. Well, like four times during the whole speeches, like somebody would say something. They there's some kind of thing that triggers them all to say in unison, like the cult that they are. <laughs> Roll Tide, only really loud. Oh, wow. Peace be with you, and also with you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like... Yeah. He'd be like... He'd say some... I don't remember what the thing was, but there's something they say, and then all of them, like... Roll Tide! And I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> Hang on! So, yeah. That was nice. weird. Anyway, that was my experience today. Well, while we were doing that, our kids were trying to... Well, not our kids, but one of our kids was trying to lay the... Uh, Lay, lay, lay this, you know, very attracted to this era. <laughs> very much has a crush on her, and he was trying to spit some game. And then his little brother came in and just totally fucking gutted him. Yeah, just walked up there like, "No, this is how you do it, bitch. <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> Head on the shoulder, just you know, giving her gloves and snuggles." And 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 Ezra's like, "Oh, I, I mean, it's a little early to judge, but I kind of think that that's just gonna be oh, the yeah. way they're gonna be yeah. forever, like." Much, Ezra's just much more the kind of sit and pine away kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Similar to what I was in my younger days, yes. And Trent is more like the, I don't care if I get rejected. Might as well try. <laughs> well, see, that's what I would like to get Ezra. You and I were having this conversation earlier tonight, Sarah, that I, I want to get Ezra to that point of not being where I was in like middle school and whatnot, where it's like so deathly afraid that you're going to be told no or they're going to get shot down that you don't do it in the first place. Yeah. So just fucking go for it. The wor- Because realistically, it, it really is. The worst thing they can do is say no. And it's not as earth-shattering and mind-altering and, and ending life-ending as you think it is at that age. So we can get him past that point where he can just walk up to him and go, hey, I think you're kind of cute. Oh, you don't? Okay. Well, nice. You know, you know, it's all good. So... That's a really hard thing to learn. It is. Trust me, I know. <laughs> She's nodding a lot. She's not talking. Took me a long time. <laughs> well, we haven't really given her a chance I know. to talk. So, yeah. Well, the only thing I was thinking is the dichotomy between my oldest and my middle son is much the same between Trent and Ezra. Mm-hmm. In which case, I just took my son Talon on his first date with his little girlfriend to the movies. And of course, I explained on the way. Pretend you have a daughter. <laughs> Don't do anything to that girl that you wouldn't want done to your daughter. Where his face just kind of dropped and he reality set in. Kind of went, oh, So I'm not getting my shit. dick wet tonight. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, my brother sits down at the dinner table, you know, the day after. And he's like, so you cut a hole in the bottom of the popcorn container. <laughs> in which it's case, I, in I used all three of his names. <laughs> my nine-year-olds not need to hear this. Yeah, and that they're super cute and sweet. Um, my middle son and his little girlfriend, and they're just you know they're pretty much the same person, just That's different cute. gender. Yeah, when they, they even have the same like crazy little unibrow, it's it's really <laughs> cute, almost sickeningly so. But my oldest son, he loved Scarlet for the longest time, which I'm sure the voicemail that I accidentally left was <laughs> not helpful in his case at all. Backstory, his friend was staying the night. My son was being a jackass. And so he was talking about going to the mall. And I was like, sure, I'll drop you off. You should invite Scarlett, your girlfriend. And I didn't realize his friend had called this girl and speaker. 
I was holding it up when I did the whole Gavin Love Scarlet. And it ended up all on her voicemail. Ouch. Oops. Well, but uh, I kind of love that. That's kind of like my, awesome. My middle son is 12. Gavin's going to be 16. Yeah. You know, he has a girlfriend. Gavin doesn't. Just like. Maybe Gavin will be the sitting pine and Talon will be the like mm-hmm. honey badger. <laughs> of I mean, course, my youngest has them all beat out. He's already proposed to two women my oh, age. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, a 16 year old girlfriend and all these little girlfriends his own age along the way. So, well, his, his friend from work that comes over from time to time, there he's he's genuinely in love with her. Oh, yeah. But mostly her chest. Oh, yeah. The chest clear, yeah. And he has no qualms. He just, he's like, this is mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're always telling them, you know, enjoy it now while you can, because at some point in time, the girls are going to cut off access to the girls, and uh, it's going to get you in trouble. But he still gets away with it. He just walks up and says, oh, boobies, wonk. <laughs> yeah. He's finally stopped doing that with Trent? most people. Yeah. I noticed when he was all snuggled up on my shoulders, yeah. a little axe and a little boob graze, yeah. and I was like, mm, we're just going to put our hand here, because you know what? Yes, there's no accidents. There. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing accidental about that no, movie. It's it all intentional. Mm-hmm. I knew, which is why I just. Yep. You, I'm yes. surprised. Get it down to my waist. I'm surprised that you, you didn't get any of the, like, you know, accidental insertion behind the, the shirt <laughs> under the ah, nipple. <laughs> well, don't joke, because I have actually learned to tune it out when he puts his hand in my shirt. It doesn't, like, enter my brain that that's what he's doing. And he doesn't do it as much anymore. But every now and then, he'll just slowly put his hand in my shirt. And then somebody will be like, Trent, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, I'll see a picture of myself that somebody else has taken of me and posted on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, there's Trent's hand in my, my shirt. shirt. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny the things they'll tune out as a parent that you just you, you don't you don't realize that the kids are doing. Um, perfect example. My laptop is currently in pieces. Like, literally, it's in pieces. Um, I got got to work on Friday, hopped on my truck, same thing I always do, grab my laptop bag, go to pull it out, throw it over my shoulder, and it just boom, and I, like, that, that, that sound of plastic shattering, and I'm like, oh no, and so I don't move, I just turn around, look behind me, and there's my laptop sitting on the ground, my battery for it's way over here, there's a chunk of it over here, the case is just fucked, I go to pick it up, and like the, 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 uh, the, um, Screens like hanging on by only one hinge now. I'm like, hmm, okay. So I kind of like, you know, like somebody who carries their dead animal, like <laughs> the, the, the sad look on my face, carry it in the office, and I set it down. I text Jody. I'm like, hey, look, I want you to talk to Temperance about this. If, if you think it's going to ruin her day at school day, don't do it before school. But I need to figure out what happened here because she has this bad habit and she doesn't think about it when she's doing it. But she likes to fiddle with stuff when she talks, especially if she's in the car. And so my laptop bag is next to her, and a lot of times she'll zip and unzip and zip and unzip and zip and unzip the pockets on it. So what she had done, and, and I know it was her because it was facing towards her, is she had unzipped the pocket, and so when I tossed it up on my shoulder, because it's a, it's a side insertion pocket in the backpack, it slipped right out the side and hit the ground. So I'm still not oh, convinced. I'm convinced. Because it, it, the only way it could have gotten to the truck without the block. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm not convinced. Well, I don't, I'm not saying it's but here's not a, that way. Here's how I'm handling it. I'm not calling her out directly. I'm not going to say whatever. We're all just going to sit down and have a conversation about how really fucking important it is that you do not touch mommy's and mommy or daddy's things ever. 
The only thing that saved my ass in this whole thing is that we happened to have another laptop at work that was the exact same fucking model as that laptop that had just died. And so far, it looks like it's just case damage to my laptop. So I can, if I disassemble the entire thing, I can move the guts into the, new, the laptop that's dead with a good case and put it all back together. And fingers crossed, it's going to turn back on and work. So we'll see what happens there. But I, I, I just have to play devil's advocate a little bit mm-hmm. for the kids because... You're pretty famous for for saying that it's your job to keep track of your stuff. Oh and yeah, like, but here's here's I, I, no, I, I agree. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh. So regardless of what happened, did you learn anything? <laughs> I did. I learned that like I love my kids an awful lot because I didn't kill them. They're all still alive. You saw. You counted three. Of them, I, right? I did. I counted three. Yeah, that's that's what I learned. My oh, question shit, is: Did four. you did you learn to like? Maybe check to make sure it's zipped up before you grab it. I'm yes, I'll do that too. But it's one of those things that it's it's just, you know, yeah. You guys say that, but it's not like it hasn't happened to you a hundred times. They touched your phone and done something. You go yes, move it except and... you're in the background going, "You shouldn't have left it there. <laughs> shouldn't have done that." Okay, shouldn't but I'm but, just, my, but see, here's the thing: my laptop was securely stowed in the bag. It was securely stowed in my truck. Within reach of the kids. Well, but, there's nowhere else I can put it in the fucking truck. But zippers. Yeah. You can't put the tr- the laptop in the front seat. Not when you got your gargantuan Ezra ass sitting up front there, or in this case, a whole bunch of groceries. So no, it had it was tucked between the two kids like it always is. So I'm not saying that I don't have some culpability in this. I, I'm never saying that, but it's also it's a perfect time and a learning opportunity for the kids to understand that you break my laptop, I'm going to break you next time. It's just the way it's going to be, because I don't have the, my biggest thing is is that. I, I was I was joking with a person at work today. I'm like, I almost kind of wished it was the work laptop because that is something that my company will replace and it's not going to come out of my pocket. If I can't fix this with the parts that I have, the, I don't have a computer now. I just don't because I, have, I, I do not have the cash at this point in time to go out and buy another one. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I can't take, take years away because you got to use it for your business. So I'm just stuck without a fucking computer. And that's, you know, kind of hard to do when you're... You, you, I don't know, podcast and edit and all this other <laughs> shit that I got to do with the damn thing. So it's going to be interesting to see how I get this, this week's episode out without having it available to, to mess around and do the stuff I normally do with it. So it's going to, it should be fun. We'll but, figure it out. No, I have faith in you. I know, but it's going to involve a lot of cursing and, and drinking and putting a laptop from one case to the other and all that jazz. So, but it, like I said, it's going to be a very important lesson. Just, you don't, don't touch, just don't, you know, they're, they're very good about the phones. Like with the cell phones, they're always good to mom. They're always like, hey, I want to play a game on your phone. They go, Daddy, can I play? play? The, the words will start to come out of their mouth. Daddy, can I play a game? And I just look at them. They go, oh, yeah. Nope. They've stopped asking for my phone. Yeah. I don't let them use my phone at all anymore. We have a tablet thingy that mm-hmm. they can use, and that's it. So how much of your stuff have your, have your kids destroyed, Sarah? Mm. Yes. Mm, yes. <laughs> it's been a lot of things, mm-hmm. but at the same time. Depending on their age, when whatever was destroyed, I understand that. Okay, so probably shouldn't have left that there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. My bad. Yeah. No, it's it it, it I, I like I said, I, I'm normally I'm, I'm normally an advocate for that. Hey, look, there's just you know, if I leave it out in the common area in the living room and they get a hold of it, totally my bad. But there's just certain I guess you can call them sacred spaces, and when, when my stuff is in that sacred space, 
and then you defile that sacred space with your fingers and touching and doing, I'm going to get pissed off because you you just it's much like when these people who are, you know, the Mormons and their little curtain and in the churches and whatnot, and you just can't go back there, right? Um, or or the the holy water at the Catholic, you know, you can't just go there and just and play in it. It's not it's not what it's for. It's sacred. That's that's how my the. I've got a truck. My truck is for work. My work stuff's in there. You guys don't fucking touch this. Yes, I'm allowing you in here. You should be like, oh, daddy's letting me into this place. <laughs> She's over here trying, gasping for air. But it's just one of those things that, you know. It was just the mix between, like, defiling your sacred place with your fingers mm-hmm. and then curtains and then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then, you know, I mean, it was all, like, 12-year-old boy land oh, for yeah. a minute there. Hey, I, I, I constantly live there. Constantly. <laughs> I was uh, hanging out with a from uh, No Hope from Humanity. I'm going to edit out that last name now, I think, because I just fucking said it. And they you don't, did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. You did. You did. I was heading out, ha- hang out with DJ mm-hmm. and um, and uh, Evan from No Hope from Humanity. And uh, we were... I love it when he does it, because I do it all the fucking time. <laughs> and when he does it, it's like, ha! <laughs> it happens to everybody. <laughs> and we were we were talking, and now you've done that, I've kind of lost my train of thought. We were Sorry. talking about defiling... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 12-year-old boy space. Okay, that's yes. where you're at. There we go. Oh, that sounded gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just yeah. just like the previous yes. entirety of, of the wording you chose so to describe exactly we're what we're hanging out. We're hanging out with one of their friends who is a self-proclaimed you know, lesbian. She's always done that. She decided to experiment one time and, and do some stuff with a boy. And so we had that conversation. I'm like, oh, okay, well, did you like it? She's like, no, not really. I'm like, ah. Sweet. Well, then you keep doing your thing with what you, what you do, and yeah, did yeah. And then later on, we're ordering our food, and um, I come back out there. I'm like, so what kind of meat did you guys get on the? On the we, they ordered some nachos. Like, oh yeah, we got some chicken. She's like, yeah, I'm just not a big fan of pork. I'm like, well, you've already proven that earlier this week. When you know, yeah, did yeah. And Evan is over there. He just like, and he's trying not to laugh. And both DJ and this girl, they both look at me like, huh? And I just look at Evan and go, Whoom! and I did the airplane thing over top of the heads. And then all of a sudden, DJ goes. Oh, pork, I get it. <laughs> I mean, the one's like, oh, that's right. Because you know, I had just mentioned about living in that 12-year-old mm-hmm. mental, mental state when it comes to humor. And she's like, you weren't kidding. I'm like, nope, mine's always in the goddamn gutter. So, But yes, back to the defiling of the stuff. It just they, They've got to learn that there's certain uh, yeah, spots. It's not that I disagree with you. Because trust me, I, I've had the same problems with them recently even. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she... You hit the end of your head going to the cord. I know. Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's also, I kind of look at it as a parenting rite of passage to have something very valuable to you utterly and completely damaged because Mm -hmm. it happens to almost everybody before they realize what they have to do Mm -hmm. to make it not happen. Like, you know, the old standby was the peanut butter sandwich and the VCR. Yes. You know, when we were kids, when VCRs were still so things. Sometimes, if you have something sacred, like your grandmother's teapot, who your father, who has passed, gave to her, and now she has passed, that you received, and you put it up, Very almost hard. touching the ceiling on a shelf in a space where <laughs> no one plays, <laughs> and your son happens to figure out how to break it with a balloon. Mm-hmm. To where it's just like, Phew, this is why we don't have nice things. Yes. <laughs> I actually say that sentence so All often. The damn time. Yes. Um, it's actually become like my mantra. Like, and it, and it applies to so many things because I'm supposed to be dressed somewhat professionally for work, which requires me to buy 
clothing that is somewhat professional and usually a little bit more expensive and sometimes even like dry clean only. My son does not get that. No. He still believes that my shirts are napkins. Um, he'll he'll like have like he'll sneeze and like snot dripping off, and he just walks up to her and, yep. and just wipes it on his shirt. <laughs> I totally noticed the gratuitous nose pick and wipe on my uh-huh. clothing when he was all snuggled up on my yes. chest earlier. What? Which thank God I'm a parent. I mean, I've been through. <laughs> my oldest will be 16 this year, yeah. so I've, I've been through more than enough this years. This is why of it we can I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> well, the, So he picked his nose and wiped it on my clothes. Yeah. But, oh, well. but he does that all the time and and i just look at him this is why i can't have nice things you're why i can't have this is why i can't buy nice clothes mm-hmm. this is why i have to do laundry all day this <laughs> like and we've damaged and lost several things mm-hmm. but at some point it's going to be something that we really care about they broke they broke one of my very sentimental ornament christmas ornaments a couple of years ago that mm-hmm. really threw me i cried yeah that was my teapot yeah. and really and see for me as stupid as it might sound it it was the laptop for me and it's a good thing that nobody was there when it happened because i probably wouldn't have had the composure that i did but we're at a situation financially right now where we don't have any room for any extra expenditures period we just don't we're trying to get her business kicked off things are going not as swimmingly as we'd hope they were so there is absolutely no way that i can even remotely think about any way of getting Outside of begging on like GoFundMe, that people like, please, I'm stupid and don't have money, buy me a laptop. Um, <laughs> there's no way that I could actually replace it, and it's one of those things that, it, it, in some ways, it is irreplaceable because I do have a company laptop, but I also try to, as much as possible, I delineate between what is personal, between what is work related, because you start mixing those a little bit, and you know it, it can cause issues. So this laptop is very important to me because I, I need it to do certain things like the podcasting stuff, like the, you know, just there's, you know, I do lots of things on my laptop, damn it. <laughs> um, so, Oh, I get it. This is a porn thing. Yeah. Bam, chicken, bam, That's bam. what I heard. Yeah. It's a no, porn so thing. I, I've got the iPhone six plus now. There's plenty of screen real estate <laughs> on there. I don't need anything. But, yeah. but so all this stuff was like just flying through my head. I'm like, there's no way I can replace this. There's no, I mean, I'm I'm thinking back to like I've got I've got because I'm, I'm a computer guy so I got spare parts all over this goddamn house I'm like nope there's nothing I have no way of fixing this thing he was pretty I mean I got yeah. the text and I'm like fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah and it, it, it you, as a parent you do you sign up for death destruction and, and carnage <laughs> or, and if you don't you're an idiot you should understand <laughs> it's gonna happen but it doesn't make it any less tragic or painful or all of the above I mean you know it. Tempe flushed my wedding ring down the toilet. Yeah. The really nice one. Yeah. No, it was the engagement ring. Oh, you're right. The engagement yeah. ring. Yeah. That was the name of another episode we had. Yeah. <laughs> so we never got that back. That went. That one was gone. Yeah, but it's in a septic tank somewhere and never to be found again. And some very happy plumber is cashing in on it as we speak. Uh, no. Only if he goes to Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I don't think they'd let him return. It was Fred Meyer Jewelers. No, it was not. Yes, it was. No, it was not. You yeah. purchased it at Walmart. I was there. No. Yes. No. Yes. No, that one. I'm not going to argue with him on the podcast Good. anymore. <laughs> Notice she took mental note to do it later after the podcast is over. I saw yeah. the little like yeah. check mark by the, the side I remember of her vividly face. when but he purchased it. I, I, will ha- I do have to say about her, though, she's not one of those like 
handle it later, like six months from now. As soon as the tape stops rolling, she's like, yeah, listen, motherfucker. Uh, yeah. Which is fine. I, I, there's nothing worse I than... would be the six months from now person, except he beat it out of me years ago. Yeah. And I mean verbally, not, you know, <laughs> physically. <laughs> deal, with your sh- deal with your shit now. Don't deal with it later. Just take care of business. I yeah. think that was one of our first big fights is when his dad told me that. Yeah. That's always fun as a parent when, you have, when you're living yeah. with your parents. Yeah. Yay. We had yeah. to do that for a while. Yeah. 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 We so. did that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I remember guys mentioning that. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. That had to be a difficult and uncomfortable experience on well, a lot of levels. Just. Yes. I mean, it's, it was, it was really strange. I love my parents to death. I, I miss the fact that dinner was done every night. That was fucking beautiful. Mom was good about that. Dinner yeah, but I don't miss the guilt trip I got because she was cooking dinner and I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was heading with that. <laughs> but on the flip side, too, it was like... Especially yeah. that first, like, six months or so. Like, it was all about well, how I wasn't pulling the weight. <laughs> yeah, so, it, it, you know, it was it was strange. But then, the, yeah, so she she got the, the hard introduction into how we handle our business. It's one of those things that, like, if, if I'm pissed off at somebody, I'm like, hey, dude, you fucking pissed me off, or, or vice versa. And that's what we're doing with the kids, too. Um, where she was, like, one of those very, oh, I can I'm going to bury it. A very passive-aggressive household. Bury it way deep down. It never happened. It never happened until, you know, six months from now when it was the end of the world and I just never told you. <laughs> yeah. And every once in a while, it still happens. They'll be like, you know. Well, actually, what happens is something really small will happen that I don't realize is like a big deal until it's festered for a really long time. And then you're like, it's like all the little things add up. And then you're like, you know. You have that fuck your couch moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I can understand that. <laughs> but. And we still together. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> So your youngest, Sarah, has, you said, developmental disability. What's the proper, I mean, is there a way to, like, and if you don't want to bring it up, just say it's all good. If you don't want to talk about it, we don't have to talk about it, but I'm just kind of curious about it. So his his diagnosis um, spans across several different um, psychological realms, um, mental health-wise and developmental-wise, and so... To actually give his diagnosis, honestly, unless you have some sort of psychological experience, I feel like that's not as important as the kind of unique dynamic that um that that's actually more where I was trying to go. So, so he he's a very very big guy. He's you know, like four foot ten and one hundred and four pounds, but he. Even though he'll be nine, he functions like not intelligence wise, but like emotional quotient and um, understanding the concept of personal space and and filters when you're speaking and things. He's not quite. Not quite he's not same. quite the same age, so he'll yeah. be nine next month. But we'll go with about four or five as far as his ability to edit himself and and everything, which it, it makes him a very beautiful. And and very unique person, yeah, and it really makes him interesting as as a little guy. But at the same time, you get the I smell like a French whore, <laughs> you know, because that's what I told his older brother and didn't realize he overheard. And the old lady right. in the grocery store that he was so cute in his pinstripe jacket and bow tie, mm-hmm. smelling so good. 
And his retort is, thanks, I smell like a French whore. Mm. And you're just like, oh. <laughs> are you serious? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so no you just get you just get those toddler moments a little bit longer. Like, I, yes, like I call that a to- it's not necessarily restricted to just toddlers, but I call it a toddler moment when you have that like this would be like the worst time to say that sentence. And you have chosen right now. Um, Trent has done very embarrassing many, things many in public times. and most of it relates to boobs. Um, so I don't I, I I phase it out now. I don't really pay much attention. Or I just look at people like. What? He just wants to touch your boobs. I mean, come on. <laughs> Who cares? Right? Who doesn't, right? <laughs> like, you, you should, should take flattered. it as a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> um, he deems your boobs worthy of touching. But even even Ezra, our oldest, will still pull out some really interesting topics of conversation in the strangest of places. Like, you look at him and you want to go, how did you pick this time to bring up that thing? And And could you have chosen... In the realm of the world and the universe, could you have chosen a worse time to talk about that? Oh, no, you couldn't have. You're right. <laughs> like, I have family members that I don't get along with very well. He'll wait until they're around to start talking trash about them. <laughs> and it's like, awesome. Thank you. It could be worse. Yes. Always. Always. But he's... And it's even harder because he looks much older than he is and that's he really does Sarah's i will agree with that wholeheartedly he looks at least 12 if not 13 and he's 10 and we went to newport aquarium a while back and he was doing that thing that all 10 year old kids do they go right up to the front of the glass and plaster themselves there and they don't care if anybody else can see around them but most of the time you can because they're tiny <laughs> Ezra takes up the whole freaking window. (laughs) And people were like, they were like, can you, seriously, do you need to stand in front of the window? Do you need, and I'm like, he's 10. Give him a break. Like if he was, if he looked how old he is or was acting, you would understand that what he's doing is not out of the realm of normal. Like, well, didn't you have something similar happen in a store when somebody made commentary about how you weren't a good parent because your son was throwing a fit? Yeah. So um, my youngest, he has what they call rage fits. And so he has trouble regulating his emotions to a point where he can choose acceptable outlets. So even the smallest things are huge. He He can't differentiate. And so what the case was on that particular day i have no idea but he was you know having it out in the middle of a walmart of course it had to be walmart because there's no other better place to have your kid act ridiculous and you know become that stereotypical walmart mom in your yoga pants and and you're wondering who's taking your picture or video Mm -hmm. so this woman you know he's thought i recognized (laughs) right people (laughs) walmart.com so he's you know he's having a rage but he's you know knocking things over swearing like it's it's this big ugly mess and i'm very calm and just like zachary i hear that you're angry i understand that you know you need some space right now and so i'm just gonna step two feet away and you do what you need to do and when you're ready let me know so that we can figure this out so this really awful woman is glaring and mentions to the person she was see what happens when people don't parent correctly and you know see what shitty parents do 
And uh, my middle son got super offended and immediately got defensive about it because he's like, doesn't she understand that not all kids who do this are horrible people right. and come from horrible parenting situations and that some people have needs above and beyond what's quote unquote normal uh, societally acceptable mm-hmm. out in public and so you know she made the snide remark I said do you know what Talon it's okay honey do you know why he's like no I said because some people and I was looking kind of straight mm-hmm. at her very loudly mm-hmm. some people just don't understand what it looks like when a child has mental health disabilities and she kind of bowed away and put her head down oh, and really walked man. away. But I, I feel like that, that whole awareness piece surrounding children who, who do happen to have difficulties that are beyond the realm of their ability to control at the age in which they are, huge societal problem. Yeah. I have, so many people are so quick to judge and so quick to be like, uh, shitty fucking parent. Right. Fuck you. I have this thing that I do now for this reason, right? Because... It can't help but catch your attention when something's going on, when somebody when somebody's having a hard time with their child. It can't help but catch your attention. You're going to you're going to notice. And you might even look a couple of times to see like can I help? 9 times out of 10, no, obviously not. But also 9 times out of 10, that doesn't even cross your mind. You're just like shitty parent, brat fucking child. You're not even thinking about is there any way that I can help? But you're too busy and judging I'll, and stigmatizing those human beings. I'll be honest. That was my opinion for a long time. And it's not anymore. I have this thing that I do. And it sounds really stupid. But I just look at him and I just I nod my head and I and I'll say something like if it's a mom, I'll be like solidarity, sister, like like showing them support to let them be able to breathe for a second. Because yes, it caught my attention. Yes, I looked to make sure everything's okay. Yes, I'm like concerned for everything that's going on. But I'm not saying you're a shitty parent. Right. And that's what I try to do to everybody. And I and I actually did do it after um, Tempe's uh, cheer class the other day. One of the little girls that was leaving was just being a complete terror to her mom. And you could tell the mom has just hit the end like just like ready to snap and she could see everybody staring at her and she you could see that all the judgment she not that anybody was giving her necessarily but that she was interpreting assuming it was there and i just look at her i'm like it's all good we've all been there you know and she was just like you could see it kind of like wash away a little bit and she was like okay breathe okay and move on and i don't know if it helps everybody but I like to think that at the very least they're not sitting there going some so and so thinks I'm a shitty person or parent because I don't I honestly don't think that anymore. There are shitty parents in the world, but it does that's not how how you judge a parent based on that type of behavior because that could be anything. Like there are types of behavior that are from shitty parenting. That's not one of them. Yeah, see I I, I judge the response cuz had I had had I been in that situation and seen you if you're the way you're talking to the child or whatnot, obviously you can, you can tell, I can tell with the way you handle my kids, how much you love and care for children, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's, you, you can tell an example from today of it's a shitty parent problem. These kids were kind of being loud and obnoxious and, and so on and so forth. And finally what they started doing is they kept saying, I love you, mommy. I love you. And they're like over and over there. These two kids were telling them how much they love their mom. And like, I love you. And they're like all these weird scenarios. Like, you know, I love you when, when, when like we're taking a bath. I love you when we're doing just, just, uh, and 
now that you think about it, taking a bath might sound kind of weird, uh, but it was just they were just coming up with the random things that they do throughout their day and how much they love their mom. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I love you too. Uh, yep. And she was responding and just kept saying, I love you too. And finally she's like, yeah, I love you so much more when you're asleep. Yeah. And I'm just, and I'm like, and, and I hear this and I'm like, what? And I just look and you can just, the, 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 the pain on the child's face. And I'm like, oh man. Oh, if I didn't that go makes to, me want to cry. If it weren't for the fact that I'd go to jail for this, I'd just come over and push my fist through your fucking face. Well, <laughs> she probably thought it was just being funny. That no, induces them. trauma. Like, six or seven times she said it. It wasn't once. It was wow. more, but she no, but she was your quintessential Columbia County. Where were you? Safeway here in town. But we've got the races tonight and the freaks are out. I in know full the fucking freaks effect. come out on Saturday night. And and she was one of them. I mean it was like she looked way too old to be having kids that the statement to have kids that were that young. Like like she must have later in life. Yeah, and also she just wiped looked, out. She and she struck as the type of person that was more important for her to be able to like do her thing and party and oh god you know. But she happened to have these fuck trophies from when she you know did that guy, and it was very clear that they were from different parent or different fathers, um, because one was mixed race, one wasn't. Um, not that that should make a difference, because it shouldn't, but it just, you could tell that she's probably made some choices in her life that she's not super happy about, but she's taking it out on the kids. And well, that's a, where it draws the line yeah. for me, because it's not, it's not everybody, the kids fault. yeah, I, <laughs> we've discussed this several times, our kids were not <laughs> in the majority planned. <laughs> Uh, planned in the or... fact that I was planning on getting laid. <laughs> yes, they were planned. <laughs> Otherwise, Trent, Temperance and Trent were what people would call a happy quote unquote accident. But it's it is all about how you handle it, and I don't think I've ever told them that I like them better when they're asleep. And you know, it's one of those things that I I, I get the fact that maybe she doesn't she doesn't mean ill by it. But it's one of those things you have to be careful with how you verbalize or vocalize things to your kids. Exactly. You, know? you can traumatize your children with your responses mm -hmm. and the way in which, especially when they're trying to openly give you unconditional oh, yeah. love and yeah. you respond in a way that hurts their feelings or in a way that's not responsive to that in a positive manner. Mm -hmm. You can cause long-term detrimental damage that will impact every single relationship they have for the rest of their existence. Yeah. It's and, ridiculous. Well, and I mean, without getting way too into the psychological profile of my own true self, um, my mom does not say I love you very often at all and never has. When she says it, I know she means it, but it takes a lot for words of gratitude and I love you's to come from my mother. And I, I say I love you to the kids like... To the point where I feel like it probably like mind numbing, like like it, but it's because I just can't, I could never be able to put them through what you went put through. them through that and like look back on their life and realize I hadn't said it enough. Like I never want that to cross my mind. I want to say it so much that they truly believe it, and I just can't imagine saying you know something like. When they're trying to express love to you, being like, yeah, but I only love you if you're, you know, doing this o or that. Openly and actively rejecting yeah. your children's affection. Yeah. That's ugly. Yeah. 
Um, there was this episode of the Goldbergs, and I, I screwed with my older kids, just joking. We watched it after my youngest went to bed, and um, it was about how they were saying that the mom said, I love you so much that at that point, it just didn't necessarily mean anything anymore. And love is much better to be shown mm-hmm. than said, because anyone can say I love you, and their actions, if they're, they don't coincide with that particular right. statement, it's a contradiction, and which case it it trumps it and it doesn't mean anything anymore because yeah, i'm pretty sure ike was saying i love you every time he punched tina in the face mm-hmm. wasn't he i mean <laughs> but i, I was you. joking with my older boys and i'm like oh, that's why i say i love you too much and now you guys just spot it away like it's nothing your love spotters you know just <laughs> just totally joking with them but in that case you know it brought an awareness of an overuse of saying I love you from a parental perspective to the point where it just you, your children start hearing the Charlie Brown mom voice right. going rah, 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 and you know it desensitizes them to it and and but, it doesn't mean as much being said granted you're still showing that love and actively proving it through your actions and the way you interact with them but at the same time just those words kind of lose yeah. Lose their meaning. But I think there's I think there's a fine line and I think when they're really young is when you can say it as much as you want and they'll they'll truly internalize it every time. It's as they get older that you have to kinda like temper it with, you know, don't say it so much that it has lost its, its or they, right. it's embarrassing to them because where they're at in their developmental state as right. far as being a you know, a teenager or... But I did that silly question ask your kids questions interview thing on Facebook, which was hilarious. Yeah, it kind of turned out funny. Hilarious. But I asked, one of the first questions is, what's something your mom always says? And he goes, I love you. And I was like, that's really important to me that that to him, he knew right away something that I said all the time. And what what does your mom really like? Kisses. (laughs) My favorite was that you traumatized them with burning those corn dogs. Uh, Yeah. And what's really, really, really bothers me about that is I didn't burn them. They were slightly more crispy than Trent prefers them to be, but they were not burnt in any way. They weren't even browned. They were just crispy. Yes, but from a toddler's perspective, that's that exactly. is the like, all. It's all about perspective. The question is, what's something you'll be famous for? And he says, burning hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and then, what's something your mom does? Uh, mo- uh, what's something your mom's really good at? Burning hot dogs. Burning hot dogs. <laughs> so, yeah. what's your favorite food? Hot dogs. <laughs> Well, I was a guest on, on Coffin Joe, or not even a guest. I was taking Joel's place on Coffin mm-hmm. Joe tonight, and, and and Nikki from New Zealand and I were talking about that. Yeah. She's like, uh, she's like, I love hot dogs too. I'm like, well, then you and Trent, <laughs> you guys would get along because he's it, it's, it's just right there. She's like, yeah. I, she's like, I just really don't like when people burn hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hot so, dog burner, I yeah. Guess. So it's you're bad. If I'm ever famous, it's going to be for burning hot. <laughs> Oh hey, there's worse things. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna interview Tempe next and see what her answers are because I'm curious to see. But um, it was a really fun exercise because there's a lot of questions. And toward the end, he's like, "Do you have to ask me any more questions?" I'm like, "Yes, I'm almost done." <laughs> Fine. <laughs> well, Tempe will be interesting because she's all wackadoo right now with her the way she's responding to stuff, and she likes to be all like, you know, she's like morning her her, her answers morning are, zooing are morning everything. Zooing everything. She's it's the it's the weirdest damn thing. So. She's, Except for she's using puns. Oh yeah, she's very punny. She's yes, she is de- developing the art of the pun mm-hmm. and the art of the you know the two liner joke and the art of the ha ha made you look. Oh, 
She's like, Dad, what's that? And I, I fucking fall for it every I'm pretty freaking gullible, too. No, it's not even that. Because the way she does it, like, in a completely random point in time, but she's like, oh, Dad, what's that? And she'll point to something. And I'm like, I'm eating dinner. I'm like, oh, shit, what? And I look, and she's like, ha, ha, I made you look. I'm like, God fucking damn it. <laughs> but that shows that you're an attentive, responsive parent, in yeah. which case it's not necessarily a bad thing, except your little girl gets going, ah, <laughs> yeah. dumbass. Well, she has yeah. this weird rhyme. She goes, made you look, made you look. Now Dirty. you're in the baby book. Oh, is that how they say it now? I guess. Exactly, I had I, never I, heard that. I remember that. Dirty Crook or something like that when I was a kid. <laughs> or, haha, made you look, made you look. Now you're just a dirty crook or something like that. It was what I remember. Yeah. I don't remember anything other than made you look. Oh, no. That we, was it. <laughs> no, the, yeah, we added stuff to the end of all those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Liar, liar, liar thing. on fire, Portland hanging from thing. a telephone wire. I remember that. That's different. That's so. a, that's like world world's known, known the world over. There we go. I actually got schooled the other day by my kids. Apparently, there's now like a triple and quadruple jinx that I wasn't aware of. I thought you could only go to double, and then it was just kind of not a thing anymore. Apparently, they've extended that. Interesting. So, is, what about if a triple dog dare? Is there is there a quadruple dog dare now? Is there like a, I, you know I haven't heard anything level? about the dog dares, but Which if what? I happen to, I will let you know. My, my kids do. invented a double rubble dare. I don't know what that means, but it's a double rubble. Yeah, they, they've been well, saying, yeah. Barney Rubble, uh, Flintstone yeah. style, was maybe yeah, a little, maybe not the most stable human yeah. being that has ever been depicted in cartoon. Yeah. So you know. It could make sense, Bernie Rubble, Rubble Dare. I don't know, but they say it all the time. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And it usually gets the other one to get up on their ass and do it. I double Rubble Dare, and the other kid's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> Such as Double Dare, it's Double Rubble Dare. Yeah. You gotta fucking respond to that oh, shit yeah. right that second. You gotta get up and you gotta make that shit happen. It's 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 on at that point. So, was um totally off topic here, but uh, in the pool today, how crazy was Tempe getting with the jumping off the ladder? I wouldn't let them jump off the ladder. Oh. They wanted to, and I wouldn't oh, let them. That would explain a few things. Because <laughs> she was going apeshit, <laughs> like flying squirrel style. She had, she's like, hey, you stand right there. I mean, I had a catcher, and there's a couple times where she caught me off guard, and she like, went jumping off the ladder. And uh, so that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. You didn't tell me that. I would have figured if you hanging out there, out there you would have known that. Here's the thing is it took her a long time to actually get the ladder yeah. in the pool yeah. and ah. sh- sh- right about the time we actually got the ladder set in a place that it's was appropriate was like, to need, where it wasn't wobbly, she was yeah. telling the kids that it's time to get out of the pool. And so whether she didn't want them to jump off at that point or that was a permanent never jump off the ladder, I do not want to see this under any circumstance thing was a really It wasn't big, unclear. I didn't it, I was, it was a gray area. No, no, you guys yeah. you guys in time out right there. I get it. Sisters stick together. <laughs> it's all good. I understand this. She's uh, not throwing you under the bus. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it was a gray area just yeah. because of the timing of all of it and so I told Ezra he couldn't do a cannonball off the top. And I, I guess in a way he figured that out the hard way. Oh, did he try? <laughs> I don't know. How badly did he hurt himself? <laughs> he didn't. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know because he wasn't willing to admit it in front of the chick. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, can I do Can I do a cannonball off the top of that? I'm looking at where the letters at. I'm like, you can. <laughs> it's, that's the shallow end of the pool, oh, though. Oh, you're so such a bad dad. No, I'm actually, uh, it's one of those things if I tell him no, he's just going to think I am a, a, I know. a, a pain in the ass Trust dad. Me. So I'm just looking at it, I'm like, 
I'm just saying the last time he tried to jump off something, we almost ended up in the emergency room. Well, he's got to learn somehow. And and so I was I was looking at it, I'm like, did you, you get that Aflac plan yet? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, so I, I did. I'm like, you could, but it's the shallow end, and it's not going to be. I don't know that's going to be enough to stop your lard ass from actually hitting <laughs> bottom. But if you want to give it a shot, I'm willing to let you try it. But I'm just letting you know, I, I wouldn't if I were you do it. And he's like, oh, okay. I'm just happy ass to the top of the ladder. Sploosh! I hear the dunk at the bottom. <laughs> he gets up in the Tempe and Trent want to jump. He's like, no, don't do <laughs> don't it. Don't do it. It's not deep enough over here for you, guys, for you guys to jump. I'm like, they're also like a fraction of your size, and I'm holding them as they jump. It's going to be fine. Just you won't do it. But he didn't admit like you know, any type of physical injury. I'm sure injury. it hurt because so, yeah. I told him not to. So I have to admit that there was some sort of nostalgia because when I was a kid, my dad was always encouraging me to jump off the highest point I could find. He would always catch me. Not that he always caught me. He would step back and back to teach me to land on my own and then eventually mm-hmm. took me mm-hmm. cliff jumping. Um, so I guess he was essentially training me for, <laughs> for you know, the big cliff jumps with him. But regardless, it was kind of nostalgic. And I was just like, oh, my dad used to do that with me. I'm not going <laughs> to. They do. Those they- were some of the most meaningful, like, moments. It was just, it built a lot of trust and it was, you know, super fun. And and I usually am the one that- being like, go for it. If you want to try it, do it. My, my, okay. My younger brother, who listens to the podcast, so he'll remember this maybe, um, was a very small kid. He was born premature, so he was just a small kid his whole life, right? And when he was like four, me, maybe even three, we both swam really, really well. Um, we were at the local aquatic center, and he decided to go off of not the diving board, but like the high jump. And he climbed to the top. This is before the lifeguards were really that well, you know, trained. They were paying attention, yeah. Um. He went up to the high jump, and I don't, I don't remember the measurements or whatever, but like really high up, and he was going to jump. And the lifeguard said, "No, you can't." And he goes, "Yes, I can. I can swim just fine." And he said, "Fine, whatever. You know, some teenager working for you know less than minimum wage. Fine, whatever." And he lets him go. And my mom is down at the bottom, and the guy waves at her like, "Is it okay?" And she goes, "Yep, it's fine." And he jumps off lands swims over the edge and literally i think i think somebody yelled there's a baby on the high dive because <laughs> he looked like a, a tiny kid right oh no and and he just jumps off lands swims to the side gets out like nothing ever happened and that's how i was raised like if you think you can do it do it it might hurt I also did a backflip into a pool and broke all of my baby teeth and some of my permanent teeth it has its pluses and its minuses. <laughs> like you, you have to be prepared that people are going to hurt themselves or hurt themselves emotionally if you give them the confidence to act all the time. But is it better to be confident and act on what you want to do or is it better to be, you know, safe all the time? And I still think that it's the former rather than the latter. I feel like it's more the former than the latter, but at the same time, there has to be balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
if you go too far in either direction, you're either going to miss out on everything or you are probably going to die. Yeah. Well, there, there are definitely certain times where I'll, I put my foot oh, down. Yeah. I'm like, I think there's, know, there's always times where oh, yeah. one of us says, absolutely not, not even going to happen. Not but I also think that because we're so allowing in most circumstances, when we do say, absolutely not, this is too dangerous, they believe us. Yeah. They understand that it's not because we don't want to support you. It's because that is going to get you killed. And I think as we learn, you know, once again, reinforce it tonight. I'm like, it's probably going to hurt, dude. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, that that sunk it in. But yeah, it um, and it, it, this goes back to when I was with my ex, her uh, her oldest son. We took him up. To, I took him talking about nostalgia. I took him to this park that I used to roll around in when I was a kid um, out in Selwood. And there's up by these tennis courts. There's this massive fucking hill that you can just catch some serious speed on hauling ass down on a bike at the bottom it goes over a gravel road and at the other end of the gravel road so it's like two car lengths wide is a ditch with just nothing but a fuck ton of blackberry bushes just it just loaded with them so what you're supposed to do is you hit the gravel road you do that bitch and back wheel slide on your bike right into the gravel and take off down the road and you're good to go I had mastered this when I was, you know, when I was younger. And so I was like, and he, he was wanting to try it. I'm like, okay, but here's what you got to do. I'm like, you have got to make sure you get that turn down before you get moving. So that way when you hit the gravel, you can do that bitch and back wheel slide, like, and then take off. And first time down, goes for it, goes to do the slide, back of the bike, goes out from underneath him, hits the gravel, gets a little bit of road rash, gets up, shakes it off. It's like, okay, gets to the, does, does it again, goes hauling ass down it. Hits that back brake, slides the wheel, then takes off down the road. It was like it was like something out of a goddamn '80s BMX movie, man. It was just beautiful. Just ooh, and it was perfectly executed. And I'm cheering him like, "Fuck yeah, dude, that was awesome. Do it, you know that." And he's like, "I want to do it again. Like, do it fucking again." And he's like, "All right." So he takes off, and as soon as he starts hitting on the hill, you get that like that like your spidey sense, your parent sense starts tingling. Like, uh oh. And I'm watching this thing, and he's jiggling down the thing, and I'm like. He needs to slow, break, break, break. Oh, there's no. Oh, fuck. And he hits the gravel road, shoots out, and goes airborne over the ditch. And we're talking about it's a good eight and a half, nine foot wide gap in this ditch, just full of blackberry bushes. And he gets over halfway before he goes and just disappears into the blackberry bushes. So it's just. And then you see the blackberry bushes like start shaking like like one of those horror movies where everything's shaking around and whatnot. And and I'm uh, at this point I'm and, and I was much heavier back then and I'm my fat ass is boom 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 down this hill and I get down to the bottom and he's down there he's like not good not good ow oh not good not good and I'm like and stop fucking moving and I did it again didn't you I? Did it. I was like, trying to beat it out and I'm like stop just, just just don't move I'm like the more you move the more the bushes are gonna rip tear and shred and. And whatnot, and so all of a sudden, the, the, all the commotion in the bush stops, and I'm like, <coughs> we basically start playing this game of Marco Polo, <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out where in the bushes I've got to start hiking through and getting scuffed up myself to get to this kid. Finally, I see, like, the handlebar or the pedal spinning <laughs> <laughs> up on the one part, so I see that the bike is, like, suspended. I'm like, okay, so I'm like, are you there? He's like, yeah. And then I'm like, okay, very carefully wiggle your foot. And I see that part of the bush move. And so I'm stomping these things down. I get in there, I pick him up, and I hike him over my shoulder like a bag of potatoes, grab his bike, and I pull him back out. But he was, he was a good like four and a half to six feet into this layer of blackberry bushes. 
and just shredded from head to toe. Had scrapes over every exposed part of his body. So I put him into the truck. <laughs> Luckily, we're only about five minutes from a Fred Meyer, so we run up there real quick. I walk in there, and he's he's ner- you know, blood dripping off of them, and people are looking at me like I'm just, like, get some zombie kid with me because he's you know whimpering and the blood's dripping. We go get a first aid kit and go back out there, and then at that point, all uh, I'm looking at it, and... I'm looking at his cuts, and I'm looking at all the stuff available to me on the um, as far as uh, antiseptic goes. And I'm like, all right, this is gonna hurt, kid. <laughs> I grab the biggest bottle of alcohol I can find, and I take him back out to the parking lot and just start kind of like pouring it over his head, and just get. And oh, that poor kid was just singing. <laughs> I get him all dried off and, and patched He's up. Evil. I could never do that. Uh, it was one of those things that it was Neosporin was not gonna cut it. It was that. I mean, it was that it was poor kid. yeah. Oh my so, gosh. But. On the flip side of that now, I hear some of the crap he's pulling off now as a teenager, as far as, like, he'll get on this, what they call, I guess, we used to call them banana boards. They're called penny boards now. These little smaller skateboards. And he'll go doing all these, like, crazy downhill shit, slalom type stuff on this board and come out of it. I'm like, well, yeah, I like to think I have a hand in that because I allowed the kid to, like, fucking dive bomb into some blackberry bushes and realize you're going to come out of it okay as long as you're careful about it. So, but yeah, he was that poor. I mean, I felt so bad for him. And then I was pretty banged up myself by the time I fished him out of there. But it was one of those moments in, in parenting where you're like, ah, I probably should have told him no. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't work out so well. So, yeah. It's hard to tell kids no when it they is. really want to do something. It's hard mm-hmm. to be like. Especially the, if they're really good the at being convincing. Field. Yes. Like. And temperance is. Tempe is and she'll just try to convince you until you give give up just on principle of like I just don't I care yeah, I want yeah stop talking <laughs> fine I'll let you prove yourself wrong <laughs> yep um she she really and she just will do stuff that she probably shouldn't without asking so mm-hmm. she's also learned the better to ask forgiveness than permission way of thinking so we'll get that fixed yeah. So I, I, we're getting kind of we're rambly. Down, we're we're yeah. definitely doing the whole wibbly wobbly rambly a times thing. In there. So earlier we were talking about Nikki from New Zealand. Yeah. We have a voicemail from Nikki. Oh, let us listen. Let me uh, get everything queued up here. I ruined a couple paper clips tonight. You always do I that though. A, I made a tent. See, it's a tent. Looks like oh. a, like a happy carnival. Oh, tent. Yeah. I'll be pitching a tent later. Wait, what? No. Oh, that's not what we're talking about. No. Damn. I this I don't know what this one is. It's just twisted. So, so you ready for this? Yes. Okay. Maybe. Hey guys, Nikki here. Um, I had a little funny story to tell you that I heard at work on Friday night, which was two days ago, because I'm in the future. <laughs> um, speaking of what you were talking about last week, uh, about you know language and swearing and that with kids. Um, the conversation came up on Friday afternoon uh, while we were having drinks at work and one guy was telling the story about how his daughter, uh, son-in-law and their uh, two-and-a-half-year-old, I think she was, daughter, we, we went on holiday somewhere and they'd been out all day, you know, going to the zoo and doing all this fun stuff and obviously everyone was really tired and they got back to their hotel and they couldn't find a park outside their hotel so they were just going round and round and round and round and round the block, you know, waiting for a park to come up and all of a sudden they hear the... <sighs> on the back seat followed by for fuck's sake dad just park the car <laughs> so two and a half year old there you go personally I think I would have laughed 
Because, um, I mean, what are you going to do? They use it in the right connotation, you know? That's pretty accurate time to use those kind of language. Um, apparently, they just looked at each other and go, well, where did she get that from? I don't know where she got that from. We got it from you, blah, blah, blah. You know, where she got it from? Obviously, she's got it from one of you. So, yeah, I just thought that was a pretty funny story and a good story about how language is used right. So, yeah, hope you guys have a great show. Um, good job. I love Nikki. Yeah, she's so awesome. That's I can't a great wait for story. I can't wait for her to be here in August when she's doing her trip thing. It's always a proud moment when they use the swear words perfectly correct, like just spot on. That is exactly how you would use that. Were you allowed to do so? Now you're in trouble. <laughs> for fuck's sake, Dad. <laughs> well, it's like that um, when the ice bucket challenge was all the rage last year, yeah. and there was that little like three year old girl. Like, I nominate, and she's using like this perfect. She's British and like this perfect Brit English, right? And this, you know, the whole thing. And they drop the bucket of water. She's like, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> but she couldn't be more than like a foot and a half tall. She's just a tiny little thing. And you weren't expecting that kind of language to come out of her mouth. It was great. Well, and when Trent says fuck, it sounds like fut. Yeah, fut. Fut. So whenever I, he's talking about me, daddy says, oh, fut, oh, fut, oh, fut. <laughs> yeah. 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 He really likes bitch, too. Mm-hmm. He uses that a lot. Mostly correctly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very much so. Ezra's, Ezra probably curses the least out of everybody, and he knows because he's reached the age where we know, like, we know that he knows that he's not supposed to be using words inappropriately. So, mm-hmm. so he can't claim ignorance yeah. on it, yeah. Like, Tempe and Trent can still get away with, what? You know? Oops, my bad. <laughs> but Ezra's past that stage. But as long as he uses it correctly in a, like, a a fit of passion kind of thing. Like, you know, if he stubs his toe and says shit, I'm like, okay, yes, that, that is an appropriate time to use such things. <laughs> Very much so. All right. Well, um, Sarah, is there anything you want to promo while you're here? Do you have anything about your business or anything like that? Or, um, I'm still running karaoke Thursday nights, McNulty and Barry's in Oregon city and Sunday nights at Wranglers in Canby. Yahoo. That I will actually be starting tomorrow, so that should be interesting. Yay! So that's your first tomorrow's your first night at the one in Canby. At, at the one in Canby, yes. Nice. Yeah, oh, I so see some karaoke in our future. Anybody okay. listening who <laughs> lives out near Canby or wants to take a little jaunt down there should. It'll yeah. be lots of fun. Awesome. The bartenders there are awesome. It's a great place. They have a really good system, so it should it should go very well. Very, very cool. I haven't done karaoke since we were dating. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a date night in the future. Danny, California. Mm-hmm. I remember the last song. Yep. Yep. Funny, I play that almost every night when I work. As in terms of well, music pop- between singers. It's got to be a popular one, because it's got like that just like really kind of clean. Easy to sing. Easy to sing, but like all the words are intelligible. Like, there's a lot of... Songs out there. Oh, that so are it's like, not like the other Red Hot Chili Pepper song with ding dong dong ding ding dong. <laughs> Where you're just like, what the fuck is that? There's a lot of songs out there that the. I mean, oh no, I've never heard anyone sing it. I just play it in between oh. singers. Oh really? Oh. Yeah, it's just oh. music to listen to when we're taking a musical break, or you know, I I don't like dead air, and so well, I will yeah. play music in between singers as they make their way up to the mic, and I'm telling the other person how great of a job they did, because karaoke is a beautiful mistake. Yes. And so no matter how the person does as far as 
whether they're going to be the next American Idol doesn't really matter. What matters is that they have fun mm-hmm. and that they feel good. Absolutely. It's, exactly. it's a and game so it's of confidence always, building. <laughs> well, it, it's that and it's just, I mean, you can always find something just amazing about any one person's performance. Mm-hmm. Michael, when you, when you get those those classic uh, stereotypical Asian <laughs> men up there, it's like, you still can't say your L's or your R's. <laughs> good job. <laughs> Fly lice? What? Yeah, for, exactly. <laughs> Danny, California. It's <laughs> <laughs> right. fried rice, you blick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so do you want to give up the show stuff, babe, or do you want me to do it? Do I want to what? Is it our oh, contact info? you can do it. Okay. I... You're all showed out. I'm... <laughs> You're tired. All of a sudden, you hit that wall. Like, I did, and it's because I've been sitting. Once I stand mm-hmm. up, I'm oh, going to yeah. be re-energized, but mm-hmm. sitting is like... Well... Once again, we want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of Bad Parenting Podcast. We can be found online in all the normal spots. Uh, we have websites, www.badparentingpodcast.com. If you want to find us on the Facey Spaces, Instagrams, or, uh, Twitters, etc., if you just search for uh, Bad Parenting Podcast or some variant thereof, you'll find us. Also, you can send us an email to grounded at badparentingpodcast.com, or like Nikki did, you can leave us a voicemail at 503-609-0375. Yes. I heard a cool suggestion the other day on a different podcast, so I'm going to rip it off. Bring it. If you're nervous about leaving a voicemail, you can record a voice memo and email it to us. Yes. We accept voicemails in all all formats. You can leave a voicemail on Skype. You can leave it on the number. I had never even thought about doing that. You can record it on a voice memo, so you can take 32 tries if you want to to get it right before you send it in. Um, I personally... But this is me. I mean, this is like like the Timby twerking thing all over again. This is why I don't do live. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I actually, I tend to, on some of the shows that I submit voicemails to all, because I usually edit together some sound bites and whatnot, I'll, I'll, I do that whole pre-record thing and I just send them the, uh, the MP3 file and go. So yes, well, you can email us a voicemail that took you 42 attempts to get it right, but that's totally okay. Um, no, Because unless you put the number of takes on the, yeah, we won't know. We won't. We'll just think you got it right the first time and you're fucking awesome. So that's, yep. that's amazing. So, um, and we appreciate you know the feedback too. Also, check out um, our friends over at the Coffin Joe Cast. Uh, I am, like I said, I'm currently filling in for Joel as he's in having a what I guess he he considers a vacation in the Midwest. I don't know that I could consider the Midwest a vacation, but he's from the Midwest, so it works out for him. Um, but he asked if I could be happy if I would be willing to fill his spot for the next two ep- well today and next week's episode, and I said sure and. Um, so give them a listen too. We they're great supporters of our show. We like to be great supporters of their show. They're good Agreed. friends. They're they're good people. So and Joel's pretty much my twin. He so. is. He is. And, and uh, only like a lot more talented. <laughs> and Kill is just you know a sexy Australian. So it's it's all good. A deep can't go wrong with that, right? A, a deep Australian voice that just makes the girls go. Oh. So if nobody has anything else they want to add, nope. I'm good. All right. Until next time. Try not to be shitty parents. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bad Parenting Podcast. A conversational show about all aspects of parenting. The good, the bad, and the smelly. So I loved David Tennant. Yeah. Loved, loved, loved. It took me until just about when Matt Smith regenerated to really start loving him. Yeah. And now I hate Capaldi. Oh, I love so we'll Capaldi. see what happens at the end of the, the reason, Capaldi's run. Yeah. Like, as Capaldi goes on, if it takes me that long to love him, 
I think it's gonna take me longer because he has no whimsical and no fun. He's just a giant crabby dick. <laughs> Which is exactly why I love him. That's that, that's the entire entirety of why I love him. So it's just he definitely brought it old school. He, he's the get off my lawn, Doctor yeah. Who, and that's perfect for Which me. Which hasn't existed since maybe the well, second or third Doctor. What I like about it is he sits there and he he uh, like if somebody's doing something stupid, instead of be like you know. Oh, you know, it's, it's okay. Like the other ones where he's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's what I get. You know, I, I appreciate that. So, he's yeah. daddy who? Yeah, daddy who. It's... <laughs> grandpa who? I, I, I like it. Crusty old curmudgeonly get off my lawn grandpa Doctor Who. Yeah, I can't. I, can. I just can't do it yet. We'll see. Like I said, I hated Matt Smith at first too. Yeah. Took me I was almost... in love with Matt Smith right away. In Tenet, I did. Tenet I was so in love with Tennant no, that too. I couldn't. It, I me, couldn't handle it. And, and maybe this just speaks to my character or something. But I was like, "Oh, I miss him so much, and I love him so much." Like it was just like it, it's a completely separate thing to me. Like loving Matt Smith doesn't mean I love David Tennant any less. Yeah. Great. It was just a huge adjustment I'm between their polyamory when it comes to doctors. Like <laughs> it's all done now. Here it goes.